Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6.15 about the shoes of peace. We are continuing in Ephesians chapter 6, and we've been looking at the armor of God. And I told you that I had written a little devotional book that's on the website called Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God, and that takes an in-depth look at our provision from God. And so we've tackled uh, a couple of introductory studies, and we looked at the breastplate of righteousness. And tonight we're going to look at, appropriately enough, the shoes of peace, and then we'll move into the shield of faith. Um, so what, what uh, an appropriate night that we could talk about peace and the provision of peace that has been given to us by God. It's a beautiful thing to be at peace. There are so many people in the world that are not at peace. Uh, they lack peace. They have no hope because they're without God in the world, in their world. They don't know him. And so there is a pseudo-peace, there's a temporary peace that people can experience, but an ultimate peace is what we have in Christ. And so that's a beautiful thing. And then we're going to talk about our faith tonight. And our faith is compared to a shield. And, you know, I mentioned to you that in Ephesians chapter 6, all the pieces that are, are given to us are for one thing. Armor is for protection. God does want to protect us. And the shield is given to us specifically, Paul will say, to extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the wicked one. And there's arrows coming at us all the time in this life. And the cool thing is we have a shield from God to protect us, and it, and it is our faith. And we have to raise up that shield in our lives and walk by faith. So that's really what we're going to look at tonight. Paul had talked in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 about the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God for the destruction of fortresses. That speaks of weapons there, and weapons are offensive, so we can pull down strongholds of falsehood with the truth of the gospel. And there are many people who are trapped in systems where they've run into, their, uh, into that place as pictured as a fortress, thinking that it would bring safety to them, but it became a prison and I mentioned to you, it could even become a tomb for some people. This is a little bit of review if you haven't been with us. But truth is what can demolish strongholds. And strongholds are plural. And there are many strongholds in the world that people are stuck in. And that's, in many cases, why people lack peace. is because they are in a prison cell and Jesus came to set people free. Many people are in religious prisons, frankly. They are. Uh, they're in systems where they, they ran into a situation where they thought this will bring freedom and peace to my life and it's made their life worse. There are people in world religions and cults right now that are prisoners. They're not free. But truth does set us free. Jesus Christ sets, our, sets us free. So let's seek him one more time. Father, we are just grateful that we can look at these just couple verses tonight, but they are so profound, so rich, so beautiful because they speak to your provision for your people. Uh, you did not just wind up the world and then say good luck to us. You, you entered into this world in the person of Christ 
and you gave your people provisions that they could walk through this world victoriously. And we, as we looked at the book of Ephesians together, we've talked about resting in the Lord and um, you know, just, just sitting and, and being at peace. And then we talked about walking. And now we're going to talk about warfare. And the truth of the matter is we do have a spiritual battle and we do have an enemy. And we do need to know what you've supplied for us. So please help us tonight to realize how wealthy we are in Jesus and all that we have, everything that pertains to life and godliness we have in him. And so may we uh, just walk in that victory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let's just take the context. Uh, This is Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6, 10. And in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, Ephesians 6.13, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We've looked at those two pieces so far. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So the third piece of armor that we have from God is the shoes of peace. And you might want to just jot that down. The shoes of peace. Let me read three versions for you. The NAS says, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. NIV reads, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And ESV says, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Now, when I was growing up, my mother was always talking to me about putting my shoes on. I don't know about you guys, but it was always this way. And now, things that I never thought I would say, I am saying. Because I have a particular son, and I have three teenage boys. And this particular son likes to do everything without shoes on. It could be mowing the lawn. It could be doing a project where you know that... This is probably not the smartest thing to do, but this is just his preference. And so, you know, I find myself saying, see if you can relate to this, where are your shoes? Didn't I tell you to put your shoes on? Why don't you have shoes on? Right? And we go through this. And so there's some things you have to just learn the hard way in life. I remember years ago, I was a little kid, and there was some, we lived in these apartments and there was water on the sidewalk like from a broken sprinkler or something. So we had gone out there without shoes on and we were just kicking around in the water and I was kicking, you know, trying to kick water on my friends and I kicked and there was a big boulder underneath the water and it went right into my foot and my foot was just bleeding up a storm and that's when you get the speech, you know, didn't I tell you? (laughs) That's usually how, you know, the best lessons in life sometimes happen exactly that way. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Armor is for protection, and this particular uh, provision from God is to have your feet fitted or to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, a Roman soldier, what they wore is what's called a caliga in Latin. 
they wore the typical kind of half boot open toed sandal, but it's strapped up to their leg. And then what they would have on the bottom is like a studded bottom. The best way to get your armor around this in, in a contemporary audience is they wore something like metal spikes or long cleats for a rainy soaked football field. And they would do this because a lot of battles in that time were really hand-to-hand. You know, you were, you were up close in battle. And so depending on the terrain, you really needed stability. It could be wet. It could be, you know, um, loose soil, whatever it might be. <clears throat> you could be on uneven ground. And so the, the Roman soldier had this, these little studs at the bottom, and I pulled up some pictures of them. I didn't have them for you tonight. But, but basically just... Um, Something like a metal spike would be under there, and it would give you stability in battle. Now, for those of you who enjoy a good football game, you know how cleats can be so important on a rain-soaked field. As a matter of fact, sometimes, I don't know if they do this anymore because they have turf and all that stuff, but it used to be that if there were certain conditions in a football game, you would watch football players actually change out their cleats, and they would go, they would go to a longer cleat to get more stability. And that's kind of how it worked with a Roman soldier. Their shoes became absolutely critical to their ability to fight. Now, when you think about the big picture of what's being presented here, you're, you're thinking about spiritual warfare, and you're thinking about an enemy that's coming at you. And I told you that when you think about the pieces of the armor, each piece of armor reflects God. So God is the God of peace, right? He is our peace. We read in Ephesians 2.14, he himself is our peace, right? So Jesus is the ultimate answer to this provision. Jesus is my stability. Jesus shods my feet, right? And the Bible does say in Romans 10, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. And this does speak to the gospel, and we'll get to that in a second. But the first thing I want you to see is that the provision is always pointing to God. The piece of armor reflects who God is. He's the God of peace. He's the Prince of Peace from the prophecy in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, which we celebrate at Christmas time. But the provision also tells us something else. The provision tells us something about our enemy. And so when God gives you something, he gives you something because it's something the enemy tries to take away from you. Okay, so you can see the face of the enemy reflected in the pieces of armor. And what's one of the things that we know as believers that the enemy's always trying to steal from us? Peace, right? Now, even though he can't take my peace with God, uh, my provision from my Father in terms of what Jesus has done for me, I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm at peace now Uh, no longer at war with God. He's made peace through the blood of his cross. That's Colossians 1. I think it's verse 22. So in an ultimate sense, I am at peace with God. I'm in a position of peace because Jesus Christ has satisfied the demands of uh, perfection and he paid that ransom price. So positionally, I'm at peace with God. But practically, I don't always experience peace. Amen? Amen. Now, as a Christian, we'd like to say we're always walking around in this totally serene, peaceful state. But the truth of the matter is we're not always at peace. So we have a positional peace, but we don't always have an experiential peace. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Hey, Pastor Michael and the team really appreciate you listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to bring you the truth of God's Word and help you apply it to your life. To equip you when people in your community have questions, not to throw the truth in their faces, but to have an answer for the hope you have inside you. Would you please help us with something? Would you please reach out to us today to tell us how Walk in Truth has been a blessing to you? We have a church board, and they would love to hear from our listeners. They want to know how this ministry is reaching you. We would love to know how Pastor Michael's messages have helped you day to day, or even just this one time if you're a first-time listener. Please take a couple moments to either call us and leave us a message or email us. The number is 844-48-TRUTH or you can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's 844-48-TRUTH, 844-48-TRUTH or contact at walkintruth.com. And thank you so much and God bless. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. But the first thing I want you to see is that the provision is always pointing to God. The piece of armor reflects who God is. He's the God of peace. He's the Prince of Peace from the prophecy in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, which we celebrate at Christmas time. But the provision also tells us something else. The provision tells us something about our enemy. And so when God gives you something, he gives you something because it's something the enemy tries to take away from you. Okay, So you can see the face of the enemy reflected in the pieces of armor, and what's one of the things that we know as believers that the enemy's always trying to steal from us? Peace. Right? Now, even though he can't take my peace with God, uh, my provision from my Father in terms of what Jesus has done for me, I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm at peace now, uh, no longer at war with God. He's made peace through the blood of his cross. That's Colossians 1, I think it's verse 22. So in an ultimate sense, I am at peace with God. I'm in a position of peace because Jesus Christ has satisfied the demands of uh, perfection and he paid that ransom price. So positionally, I'm at peace with God. But practically, I don't always experience peace. Amen? Now as a Christian, we'd like to say we're always walking around in this totally serene, peaceful state. But the truth of the matter is we're not always at peace. So we have a positional peace, but we don't always have an experiential peace. In Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now that's a peace that I get as I worship the Lord instead of worrying, right? 
So that's an additional piece. That's not my positional piece. Are you with me? That's not just my status before God because I'm in Christ. That's a experiential piece that I get when I go to God in prayer and worship instead of worrying. So there's, there's layers to the peace that we experience. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ, but experiencing peace has to do with fellowship with God. Uh, have you ever noticed that you can be in a very tough situation and still be at peace if your fellowship with God is strong? So that's why we are told to clothe ourselves with the armor of God so that we can be at peace. And the insight is that though the enemy can't steal my salvation, he can steal my experiential peace. There are all kinds of peace stealers, if you will, right, in the world. It could be freeway traffic. It could be an annoying coworker. It could be, you know, a, a strained relationship. It could be a question mark in my heart about God. I don't understand this, God. There are things that do steal my peace. And so when I'm going through those kinds of things, I have a provision from God. I can shod my feet with the gospel of peace, or specifically the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, the word there, to shod your feet, if you have the New American Standard or have your feet fitted, the NIV, is a word that means to furnish with footgear or to bind under one's feet or to put on shoes or sandals. Uh, The verb is used in reference to footwear, specifically to sandals at that time. And we'll talk about the readiness in, in a moment. But I was thinking about You know, when we go through our daily routine, whatever your routine may be in terms of your devotional life, I was trying to make some connections to how how do people really think about putting on armor when you're just in Southern California running off to your job on a Tuesday morning. And one of the things that came to me, and I'm sure I'm not the first one who came up with this, is we do put on socks and shoes every day. We put on, typically, we put on belts, and some of you who ride motorcycles put on helmets. And so there are some connections you can make to the armor as you go through even a morning routine. Uh, I know some people who, you know, pray as they're getting ready and, and think about the pieces of armor as they're doing other things in life. And so that may be helpful for you. It would be nice if we all could wake up 15 minutes early, get on our knees, and pray through the pieces of the armor of God. That's would come first recommendation. (laughs) However, I know how we all live because I live in the same world that you do. And so sometimes you have to multitask. (laughs) So maybe as you're putting on your socks and shoes, you might pray, Lord, shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now it is interesting. If you look at the verse, it says, and with your feet fitted or shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I do want you to notice that you have to shod your feet. Uh, In other words, Remember that the provision is there, but you have to do something with it. It's kind of like, if you just use the analogy, if your socks and shoes are sitting there, uh, it's unlikely that they will get on your feet unless you do something. Amen? Now, some of you have some people in your life that may be gracious enough to accommodate you. On occasion, family members will take my shoes off. They'll say, Dad, you don't look very comfortable. You still have your dress shoes on. It's Sunday. You just preached three, three sermons. Let me take your shoes off for you. And then they'll say, just kidding. No, no, that, no they will do it for me. They're, they're kind that way. And that's always cool. But it's unlikely that someone's going to put your socks and shoes on for you. Uh, I had gone through knee surgery, and I had some help from time to time with tying shoes and stuff like that. So, but you get the point. 
you've got to make a move. You've got to put on what God has given to you. That's where your walk comes in. Okay? You are seated in, with Christ in heavenly places, but you have to walk in a manner worthy of the calling, and you have to warfare. You, you, in other words, if you're going to get ready for a game, I showed you a picture of a baseball catcher uh, on a recent Wednesday night. You've got to suit up. You've got to put on the proper equipment. Okay, It's there for you, but you've got to put it on. So it says, shod your feet with the, would you notice the next phrase, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, isn't it interesting that the next word is preparation. NIV is readiness. ESV uses the word readiness. This word preparation uh, speaks a lot because it is the word used in 1 Peter 3.15 that we're always to be ready to give an account of the reason for the hope that is within us. We're to do this with gentleness and respect. Same word, uh, same word that's used in Titus that we're to be ready for every good work or every good deed. So the shoes of peace are tied to readiness. Now think about it this way. In life, and, and I've used a lot of sports analogies because I'm a sports guy, in life, in sports, in war, preparation is just about everything. You have to be prepared. If you're going to play an opponent and you don't have a game plan to deal with the typical way that they approach a game, some of you are coaches out there and you know you scout your, your opponent, Right? And why do you scout them? Because you want to see their tendencies. You want to see how they typically do things. So you come up with a game plan to defend them and then to exploit their weaknesses. Well, the word here is to shod your feet with the preparation. But notice, it's the preparation of the gospel of peace. You've been listening to The Shoes of Peace, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 15. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, the shoes that we put on are called Shoes of Peace. And we go around with the peace of Christ. He is the God of shalom, the God of peace. He imparts peace to us through the gospel. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we're so grateful for that peace that he has given to us. But we are also ambassadors of peace, peacemakers. How so? Well, practically, yes, but also preaching the gospel of peace. You know, so many people are in pain in our world. If you asked people, what's something that you think you lack? I think many people would say inner peace. Movie stars have said it. Uh, you know, you can have all the possessions in the world and still lack peace. Do you have peace? Maybe you feel like, man, I've had no rest. I, I feel distant from God. You know, you can be reconciled to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our peace Ephesians 2.14, the way that you come to know that peace is you got to know the one who is the Prince of Peace. His name is Jesus, and he is literally a prayer away. 
Now, the gospel is simple. Jesus Christ has paid it all, all to him I owe. But you've got to make it your own. And the Bible says to repent and believe. You've got to repent of your sin, repent of doing it your own way apart from God, the sin that you've committed against God, we all have. And you've got to trust the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation and to be your Lord. And if you want help with that, uh, we can help you. You can call 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours, 844-48-TRUTH. We'd be happy to pray with you and to walk you through the gospel. But let me tell you, my friend, you can do it right now. You can pray something like this. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry I've sinned against you. I repent of my sin. I'm sorry for it. I thank you that you came into this world and died on that terrible cross to bear my punishment, to bear my sin, to die in my place. Thank you that you resurrected from the dead. I believe it. Thank you that you're alive. And I want to be born again, Lord. I want to have a living hope. I turn my life over to you. I want to follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Please save me. Make me new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, we'd like to know. You can reach out to us at walkintruth.com. Hey, say, I prayed with Pastor Michael on the radio to commit my life, maybe to rededicate your life. Let us know, walkintruth.com, or you can always call 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, if you're new to the program, my name is Pastor Michael Lance. This is Walk in Truth. So glad you're listening. We'll see you, Lord willing, right here tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 6.15 called The Shoes of Peace. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.